0: with a strata law issue or a building and construction matter sax girachi lawyers is a leading sydney law firm that can help with over 20 years experience sax girachi lawyers focus on commercial litigation building and construction strata law and local government regulation issues now here's your podcast
1: The Mandatory Code of Conduct for Short-Term Rental Accommodation in New South Wales has been in force since the 18th of December 2020. The Code imposes obligations on booking platforms, hosts, letting agents and guests, and it is complex. Now, to discuss the most commonly asked questions relating to short-term rental accommodation, I'm with Anne Fernando from Saks Jirachi Lawyers, and at the outset, what is classified as short-term rental accommodation?
0: So Dan, short-term rental accommodation is basically accommodation that's made available to others on a commercial basis for a short-term period. Often you'll see it advertised on online booking platforms like Stays, Airbnb or Booking.com. Now, the government is regulating short-term rental accommodation because this kind of accommodation can sometimes lead to negative impacts on neighbouring properties. So, for instance, there could be a lot of noise coming from a short-term rental property, for instance, if people are holding a party there. And that's the kind of thing that the government's seeking to regulate.
1: Right. So, what do you have to do if you want to use your property for short-term rental?
0: So, from the 1st of November on Monday, you actually have to register your property on what's called a short-term rental accommodation register. But it's also important to make sure that you comply with a code of conduct. In addition to that, there are restrictions on the number of days that your property can be rented each year, so you have to be careful to make sure that you don't allow it to be rented out for more than that number.
1: So, can you tell us a little more about what this short-term rental accommodation register actually is?
0: Yeah, so it's a register that's run by the New South Wales government and it's to make sure that all the short-term rental accommodation properties comply with a set of new rules. So, for example, when you register, you have to confirm that your property meets certain fire safety standards that in relation to that, there is a grace period until 1 March 2022 to comply with those standards due to the recent COVID-19 stay-at-home orders that would have affected people getting contractors out in order to meet those standards. Um, but look, you still do need to register your property before the 1st of November if you want to take bookings over this summer something I should note that's important as well is there's fees that are involved with registration. So there's a one-off non-refundable fee of $65 for the first 12 months. And then after that, there's an ongoing annual renewal fee of $25.
1: Right. Now, you mentioned the Code of Conduct. Um, what What is that?
0: So... It's a code of conduct that sets out the rights and obligations of everyone who participates in short-term rental accommodation in New South Wales. Um, so, for instance, as you mentioned before at the start, hosts, guests, letting agents and also accommodation booking platforms like Airbnb. Um, so, for people who are hosting, it covers behaviour like providing fire-safe premises And for guests who are staying in those properties, it covers behaviour like keeping noise levels down in the properties and otherwise minimising any impact you would have on neighbouring properties.
1: Now, what types or kind of properties are actually covered by the uh, government regulations?
0: So, it covers a number of properties. I'll go through uh, some of the main ones. There's freestanding houses, uh, dual occupancies, there's residential flats, so that's a unit you would find in a block of flats. There's also secondary dwellings, so for example, that would be a granny flat, and there's also housing that you find above shops.
1: What about uh, any sort of specific rules that might relate to units uh, you know, in a block of flats? Uh, any, anything specific around that?
0: Uh, So, in blocks of flats, you'll have owners' corporations who kind of manage the flats and they could actually pass a bylaw to ban short-term letting in units, but that's only where the unit is not the host's principal place of residence. So, if you had a bylaw like that operating in your block of flats, you would not be able to carry out short-term rental accommodation for instance, if that unit was an investment property for you.
1: Now, I'm assuming sort of owners' corporations would would probably, in light of this, be wanting to know if uh, they can draft bylaws to ban short-term rental accommodation.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, an owners' corporation can draft the bylaw, but they just have to be careful with how they draft bylaws to ban short-term rental accommodation. Um, So... If the bylaw bans short-term rental accommodation where it is the host's principal place of residence, that bylaw won't have any force or effect. Um, Something else to keep in mind is to also make sure that any bylaw that bans short-term rental accommodation is not otherwise harsh, unconscionable or oppressive. Now, I recently acted for a lot owner in legal proceedings where an owner's corporation tried to deny access to lot owners and occupants to their own units if they were found to be in breach of a bylaw banning short-term rental accommodation. So the tribunal ultimately held that that bylaw was invalid because it denied owners and occupiers of an inherent property right, which is access to their own units.
1: How can Saksarachi lawyers help with short-term rental accommodation arrangements generally?
0: Well, we're able to help in a number of ways. We can help people who want to host with making sure that they comply with all of the legislative requirements for short-term rental accommodation arrangements. Uh, For owners' corporations, we can help with drafting bylaws. Um, and to make sure that those bylaws are valid. So we can also review existing uh, bylaws, um, and we can advise whether an existing bylaw could be considered harsh, unconscionable, or oppressive. Uh, Conversely, for people who own lots in strata schemes and who are affected by existing short-term rental accommodation bylaws, we can assist with providing advice as to whether those bylaws can be legally challenged and ultimately invalidated.
1: Anne, thanks for joining me.
0: Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or need more information, simply call Saks Jirachi on zero two nine double three one five one double seven.